Hello, and welcome to the Hearth and Hedge podcast. My name is Amberly, and I'm so pleased to have you join me today. Now, I know it's been a couple weeks since I released a new episode. Uh, if you follow me on socials, you probably saw that I was sick, and then I was remodeling my office slash studio. Uh, now I'm relatively healthy again, and I have a beautiful creative workspace to enjoy now. So here we are together again. I feel that it's important as a person to have a comfortable place to work and to do the things that you love. Obviously, I know that not everyone has the ability uh, to just go and remodel uh, to make a space exactly how they want. So creating a space, um, we enjoy uh, to be creative and productive might take some out-of-the-box thinking and some patience. When I first tried to create my sacred space, and let's be honest, the place where I spend time making money to feed my children and keep a roof over their heads should should feel important, if not sacred. When I first began making this space where I work and where I spend most of my time, I had to use what I had available. I had a long-term vision, but I started with what we had on hand. I spent... Excuse me, I spent $100 at IKEA on a couple of plain tabletops and uh, $4 table legs. (laughs) My husband also shares my space, so we had to get something that matched. Then we went thrifting to find the perfect cabinet for my witch supplies. Uh, It took some time, but we found a really beautiful antique Victorian secretary that worked just perfectly. It was a little more than I wanted to spend, but there are a ton of amazing deals you can find at thrift stores, um, or if you have one, the Habitat for Humanity Restore, and many of these places well, that make me feel good about helping. Um, just make sure that it's a charity that you support. So anyway, we brought home these desks and the secretary and got started on our studio space. But I will tell you, the studio space was um, a fully carpeted room, which I hate carpet. I think it's dirty. I think it's unhealthy. I do not like it at all. There's only one room left in my entire house that has carpet now, and that is my bedroom, which makes me sad. But we'll get there eventually. Um, Moving my king-size bed that I decided I needed to have is a little more daunting than moving a couple of desks <laughs> around. <laughs> so someday, someday that'll happen. Anyway, <clears throat> excuse me. So eventually we added a roll top desk to the room and a drafting table and additional desk space for my daughter and a miscellaneous workspace. And then the roll top desk left. Um, and so did my daughter's desk. And now, um, I finally got to rip up the disgusting carpet we had in the room. Um, My husband was like planning on doing this project later in the winter when it was cold outside and he just came home (laughs) one day to the the carpet being ripped up and I kind of forced his hand and I do not feel bad about it. It really, sorry. It really, when I ripped up that carpet, it was like a spiritual balm for me (laughs) and it cleansed my house both spiritually and physically. Um, Carpet was disgusting. Uh, We now have dog-proof laminate, and I added some floor-to-ceiling shelves, which house way more stuff than I ever thought I would need. 
when we began the journey. Um, and my space is, is very comfortable. So with all this blah, blah, what I'm really getting at is that you, it's okay to let your space be a work in progress. We've been in this house for five years and it's finally where I'm happy. Um, and I know it's definitely going to continue to be a work in progress because things are going to need to move or, you know, passions may change and it's okay if it needs to evolve from a corner or a balcony in a tiny apartment, which is what I had when I first moved to the DC area. Uh, just make sure that the space you occupy and the space where you work and create mundane or spiritual things feels really right for you and know that it will grow or shrink with you as life changes. So instead of a spell today, I want to give you a journal prompt. And this journal prompt can also be used as a meditation. It'll help you feel your space in its entirety, be present, and find what you may or may not need in the space to make it right for you. Anyone who has taken freshman comp in college knows the sense of place writing prompt where you sit in the same spot at, at bleep, 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 where you sit in the same spot at different times of day and you write down the sights and smells and sounds. Uh, and all that sort of stuff. So I want you to use this writing prompt uh, as a journal prompt. So you're going to sit in your space and really, really feel it. Um, everything about it. And I'm going to give you an example from the morning that I wrote this episode. Right now in my office, the gray autumn light is stringing through. Let's try that again. Again. Right now, in my office, the gray light is streaming through my bay window. My grandmother's Hoya hangs in that bay window, growing with abandon, wrapping around itself and sending tendrils into empty space in search of a new point of purchase. The traffic outside is a steady hum, occasionally punctuated by someone who has something to prove or the anger of the drivers around someone who isn't sure how to merge. The scent in the air is a homey mixture of sweet orange and peppermint essential oils and the coffee that sits next to me on my desk. The birds outside discuss the day and I hear the white-throated sparrow singing its melancholy song of the cold months. The gentle rumble of my boxer snoring rounds out the comfortable scene nicely. So this was just a few minutes of being present. If I continued to sit in my space, there would certainly be more to say. Um, as time changes, different sounds happen. You know, obviously at night you hear different things than you do during the day. So this is a great prompt to use when you need to really feel a space. But it's also a great prompt if you just need to be present. And if you have a hard time meditating is step number one. And finding a sense of place is a great way to start. This can be done at home. It can be done at the park. It can be done at the mall. Uh, actually, when I did this writing prompt in college, I did it at my um, fitness center that I worked at. I sat next to the uh, climbing wall that I worked at and uh, 
talked about all the funny, you know, people coming in to do their, their workouts and stuff. It was actually a fun, a fun process. So that being said, uh, for today's card poll, I pulled from my favorite new deck, which I've talked about before, but it's called the beloved dead. Um, I pulled the card before, uh, the episode and we got, I'm sorry, the beloved dead is by Carrie Paris and Tina Hart. And today we got the academic. So this card is absolutely stunning. It's, um, an older gentleman, well, he's not older. He's, it's a picture, an old picture of a gentleman uh, who's got his glasses and he's wearing a bowler hat and he has this beautiful three piece suit um, with a watch chain. He's surrounded by books and his beautiful wings are spread out behind him. Uh, so the academic, the, the academic, this is what he has to say. Books, pen, and paper, and a nice hot cup of something. This is the refrain of Academic, our beloved dead of letters. This soul is blessed with vast and rich inner landscape. They're innerworldly, they are innerworldly and reside comfortably in their heads. You know them immediately by an almost palpable intelligence and an innate ability to be alone in a crowd. To paraphrase a line in the movie, Little Man Tate, it's not what they know, it's what they understand. Comfortable in a cardigan and deeply uncomfortable with anything that restricts their need to recede, you can admire them from afar. Academic also reflects the energy of the lifelong student who continually strives for higher education in their chosen field or area of interest. It's the card of academia. Teachers, mentors, writers, editors, mathematicians, architects, and voracious readers. Complex and cerebral souls with an unapologetic, unapologetic seriousness when it comes to the poetry of perfection, introspection, and insulation. If you receive this card, the academic card is inspiring you to sharpen your pencils and put a penny in your loafers. No time like the present to crack open that book or those files and peruse, or I'm sorry, and to pursue the path of writing, study, or training. I think that fits pretty well uh, with what I was discussing today. Once you get your, your workspace uh, the way you want it, then absolutely become the academic. Um, I know this was a short episode, and I appreciate your being patient with me while I got healthy in my <laughs> in my mental and physical health. And I apologize. I know I sound a bit stuffy, and that's uh, because I am. So thank you so much for joining me today. I'm glad to be back, and we'll see you next time. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at The Hearth and Hedge, on my website, thehearthandhedge.com, or you can email me at thehearthandhedge at gmail.com. I also have a Patreon at patreon.com slash thehearthandhedge. If you like what you hear, consider leaving a review wherever you find your podcasts.